This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Flop, where we're talking about manga and shonen jump that didn't make it big, and we've been doing it now officially, Jordan, for how long? Three years. Three fucking years. I can't believe it. What the fuck? God, it was a dog. It wouldn't be a puppy anymore. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. (sighs) And you have a puppy now. We watched David's whole relationship happen. Oh, God, that's true. And we are joined today by Generic Man. The most generic of men. Hello. How are you doing today? Hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. And David, who the fuck are we? I'm David. I'm Jordan. <laughs> oh, man. And uh, also, next week, we'll be covering Ginka and Gluna. If you'd like to read along with us, be sure to join the discussion in our Discord and submit your six-word summary. Find a link to the Discord in our episode description and our website, shonenflop.com. But this week, though, we are talking about Beast Children. We mentioned Ooh. it before, but we are skipping Robot Lazarine because it is too long and also very racist. So we thought that yeah. was an uncomfortable manga to have someone else read. This manga is only a little bit racist. Sorry, Nigel. We didn't know it was racist at the time. <laughs> Nigel, our wonderful art benefactor, was also our first ever guest. Yeah. But yeah, generic fan, thank you so much for joining us on our revisit of everyone's favorite rugby manga that's not really about rugby. Yes. Hi. Would you like to tell the audience a little bit more about yourself? I am generic man. I am the supposedly le- legendary list maker. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I just like linger around in the Discord Lord sometimes. Of the lists. <laughs> Some context, Generic Man owns this document that literally is like a reference for every single series that ever ran in Shonen Jump who made it, um, how, ro- how long it ran for, how many volumes, how many like real time. And I actually did a data science project on this, testing the theory about if Shonen Jump was more merciful in 2022 than any other year before, which actually it turned out it was, which was quite interesting to see. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you actually get into making that list? So there's two backstories for it. Number one was when I thought I was going to be into an art phase and I wanted to do like a collage of like various like notable series, but that never came to fruition. The other one is so once upon a time, Wikipedia listed like, you know, all the Shonen Jump series. And with that, at least on the English side of the list, like they bolded series that were considered like notable, essentially. And Wikipedia has this term called fancraft, which is essentially like where you take, you know, fandom knowledge and like you assign value to the text that's presented like in middle school for example i remember back when hitman reborn was running for example and all the characters had individual pages i tried to like color code each of them with their flames if you are familiar with that series at all Mm -mm. nope okay Uh, (laughs) sorry sorry about that man apparently (laughs) i'm seen No, like there's a rainbow motif where it's like there's the like, you know, the flame of the sky is orange, flame of the sun is yellow. So it's like for the characters that had each of those flames, it was like, here's all their info boxes, but they're all like different colors, essentially, that are assigned to that rainbow motif. And they took it down because that's fancraft, essentially. And like, that's because you're assigning importance that doesn't really like match the neutrality that Wikipedia. Mm. Um, Fast forward um, to and I kind of noticed like that there's some series that would be listed and like the contents of of their individual articles did not match like the fan cruft of like what was bolded essentially so for example there was a series called cat's eye that ran for uh several years essentially but was not bolded on that page and then, then there were other series that were listed for like a shorter amount of time and some of them are very notable like death note but then others like you know you don't really heard of so it was just kind of more like a i was curious of like what series like you know lasted for longer periods of time that are just like not really talked about in english 
spaces. And that's where I just like kind of dove in and I learned like all of these series that ran for like, you know, six, seven, eight years that nobody really talks about because like we don't have the social context of knowing about. Oh, yeah. I mean, like uh, we've talked about it before, but if you were a canceled manga that nobody cares about written before, like, I don't know, 2005, good luck finding any kind of translation. Yeah, there's a couple of those I really want to read. Yeah. Yeah. We did, however, this time cover a manga that came out after 2005, so we do have a translation of it. (laughs) Yeah, we do. So why don't we dive into the manga details? Jordan, kick it off, man. This is Beast Children. It was written by Kento Terasaka. Apparently, the author played the lock position in uh, school rugby. Would have been nice if he did a better job explaining what that was in uh, Beast Children. Whatever. The author's other works include Ringo, which was in 2016. It lasted four chapters in Chump Giga, which is apparently also uh, a rugby manga, and the main character apparently has a similar design. Next, he did I'm Arm in 2020 as a one-shot. I'm excited for the sequel, I'm Leg. <laughs> no, the sequel is called Your Leg. Oh, is that what you're pulling right now? Hey, oh, the series doesn't even have legs. Nice, Jenny. Ah. Oh, <laughs> fuck, fuck. This is why you were on. Oh, hell yeah. This was in 2020. It was a one-shot and jump gig. It's apparently about arm wrestling, you know, like that uh, Sylvester Stallone movie that's about arm wrestling. Over the top, that's what it is. <laughs> and then the next one is uh, Gain. I guess he made a manga about uh, laundry detergent. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, put out in 2022. It was also a one-shot in Weekly Shonen Jump. This one's about golf, and it has a vomit or a V comic or visual comic or the fuck it's uh, it's a vomit Jordan loves that term vomit I, I like do. this series which is a vomit oh. boom. Boom. boom boom roasted yeah uh so this series ran between may 27th 2019 to december 2nd 2019 oh david we know every single series here the series it replaced was teenage renaissance david Yay. by yushin kuroki a series that replaced it was a gravity boys by atsushi nakamura uh and series from the same serialization around includes samurai 8 by masashi kishimoto and akira okubo we did that and yeah we're we're getting into the saturation point where really any manga that's come out in the last 10 years we covered. Yeah. Probably surrounded by series we have also covered. Yeah. We got Double Taisei. Ah, Double Taisei. Yes. By Kentaro Fukuda. And oh, David. Oh, David. Yeah. Tokyo Shinobi Squad. Hey. Yuji Tanaka and Kento Matsuda. Man, you know, we said this series, uh, the first time we covered Beast Children, we said that it was the worst series we've ever read. Worst series we could have possibly read. Holy shit. What a bad manga and it was running at the same time as tokyo shinobi squad which david spoiler i think is worse than beast children oh yeah so beast children ran for 27 chapters over three volumes i believe that we potentially determined in our last episode that this was because it was running at the same time that japan was in the rugby finals it actually ended i think the day the rugby world cup ended that's really funny yeah so it was it was very blatant we speculated and i still believe truthfully uh that this series went on artificially longer because of that yeah it actually had a pretty long runtime of 27 chapters for the quality of it for the quality yeah no this this series meandered way longer than it should have gone yeah 
And then, oh man, in those meanderings, shall we hear your plot summary? Oh, yes. Uh, what very little happens in this fucking manga. Onotaro Niki, a.k.a. Mr. Beast. <laughs> oh, after, that... after fixing all those blind kids, moved on to rugby. That nickname only got funnier since we recorded it. Uh, we recorded last. <laughs> Is one of the greatest rugby players ever. He declares that his kid will be even better and that he left all his treasure in one piece before suddenly dying on field. He didn't actually leave his treasure in one piece. Just very. He silly. did just suddenly die. He, he did suddenly die. It was just a very similar opening to uh, One Piece. <laughs> Gold yep. Roger. Sakura Shishigaya was in the stands directly in front of him at the time and. That encouraged him to dedicate himself to rugby, which is why he calls Mr. Beast his master from here on. Kind of, we'll explain it. Sakura becomes obsessed with the idea of tackling and crashing into big, strong men. But no one else at his middle school wants to play rugby with him. His buddy Sora, an absolute bro, you may have heard us uh, refer to the Sora of a manga where one character is just written slightly better than everybody else. This is where yes. that comes from because he is written slightly better than everybody else. Yep. His buddy Sora is an absolute bro. He is supporting him even though he's just a filthy fucking gamer, David. They're coming after gamers, David. <laughs> oh, no. Gamers! One day, Sakura meets a rugby player at his middle school named Yukito and becomes obsessed with him, begging him to just crash into his body real hard. But Yukito gets really annoyed with him and refuses, but challenges him to a game of tag to get Sakura to shut the fuck up. Yukito loses and gets mad, but is also very impressed by Sakura. Popcorn David. Then Sora does some Googling and leads that Yu-Gi-Oh is Mr. Beast's child, and Sakura starts trying to find out what high school he's going to. After taking pity on him, Yukio writes down, uh... Yakin Gaia. Sure, that one. High school. Sakura then decides to go there, only to find that Yukio goes to a totally different school. He just got fucking pranked, bro. Got him! That's okay, though, because their rugby team used to be coached by Mr. Beast. They are the Beast children, if you will. Title drop. Yeah. Headed up by Shin Kujiro, who is the heart. By the way, Shin Kujiro also refers to himself as Mr. Beast constantly. Yes, he also does. Yes. <laughs> who is the heart of the team. Shin got an email from Yukito who told him Sakura has promised, and he proceeds to just be the most supportive guy ever to him, bringing him into a game when he's untested because Sakura is just crazy fast. Which Where have I seen that before in a fucking rugby-like manga? That is an extremely good point. That is such a coincidence. I Shield 21 is really good, and you should read that instead of this. It's a way better manga than this, <laughs> like if I can tell you that. Yeah. I was reading I Shield 21 before we started in my long list of sports pilots that I was reading spoilers for later. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, my God. A lot of poorly described rugby happens, and they win because Sakura scored a try, unlike the author who did not in this making this manga. Boom. Oh, got him. Fuck, that should have been my six-word summary. <laughs> After learning that Yukito's school, Ryoso is competing in a tournament of sevens, aka rugby with seven guys instead of the usual 15. Sakura wants to put his own sevens team together to compete. He gathers together the best guys he can, and they just barely lose to Ryuso, but everyone is impressed by Sakura. Popcorn, generic man. Next, it's summer break and time for strength training camp with a whole new group of first years, including Sora and a guy who <gasps> is black? <gasps> what? what? He's not, he's not Japanese. Japan? I was honestly wondering, like, what was the point where, like, manga really was considerate about the portrayal of people of color? Because, like, I hadn't really felt like I'd seen forced diversity, like, in such a manner in manga before reading this. 
he's trying to be anti-racist and it just comes off very awkward like yeah and i think as we talked in the chat high school family did this idea way 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 better i was gonna say yeah it is like the only example i think where like the plot is not that he's black just that he's foreign which you know progress question mark because that guy he's that guy's really nice and like i think they like accurately portray like someone who doesn't speak japanese very well but is trying I got the sense that it was, oh, sure, Sora. It's because he's not Japanese. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I get you. All right. That's what it is. Oh, one of my spoiler notes for later. That's a very bold position of Sora, in my opinion, because doesn't his family have a Chinese restaurant? And like, you know, I don't know how that is in Japan, but, you know, that applies to me. Like, is your family not all Japanese? Yeah, it's almost like it was bullshit. Yeah. And that he just had issues with him being black or something. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But we can get into that later. Let's get through the summary. Okay, I am not going to attempt to pronounce his name. I am sorry. Don't stress it. And Sora is nervous around him because he's not Japanese. Yeah, his, his, na- his name, to be clear, is Babella Massina. <laughs> what? So, yeah, he is a typical fucking gamer, so he deserves all the discrimination that he gets. The third years challenge the first years to de- defeat them in a scrum, which has been poorly explained by this rugby manga, so we don't know what that is. And Sakura demands to be a part of it, and we don't know why that goes poorly, because they do not explain it. Sora manages to put aside his racism, and Sakura learns how to do his position well enough to eventually win the scrum somehow. Sakura flashes back to when he met Mr. Beast and participated in Squid Game in real life, and got <laughs> permission to call him master in a scene that is very hard to place chronologically yeah it doesn't make any sense because here's the thing uh sakura met mr beast at the game where he died and it seemed to imply that he met him like right before he died and yet there's this whole scene where at some point sakura met mr beast at a time when it was raining like outside of the game and it's like when did this happen like was he trying to say that no sakura Sakura falling onto the onto the field was a previous game. Like it's very confusing and poorly laid out. I got the impression that Sakura found Mr. Beast later, but I'm going to put a pin in that because I have some thoughts on that for the where this could have gone section. Yes, that would be great. So now let's dive into the character. Jordan, why don't you tell us about Sakura? Yeah, so this is uh, Sakura Shishigaya. He loves rugby, even though he apparently doesn't know anything about rugby. It's really fucking weird. They have to explain all this shit to him when it's like, you should be, you should know this shit, dude. You say you're obsessed with rugby, but it seems like the reason he likes rugby is because he just likes the idea of just crashing into other guys, just like throwing his body into other guys. There's a lot of repressed homosexual metaphor in this series. David, I feel like he's just, uh, it's not so much repression so much as he's he's about to figure something out about himself that he has not realized. Yeah, also his last name is more like Shishigaya. Or Shishigayawi. R slash Giorgio, but worse. Neither of these are good. Neither of yeah. these are good. No. These are both terrible. This is Beast Children. We're not bringing our A material to the series. No. I feel very seen in the most painful way possible, so thank you for that. I'm flashing back to to high school football, so it's this is wonderful. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I also noticed he kind of looks like Naruto a little bit. Little bit. I think it's just generic scrappy protagonist is what God, it is. God, yeah. Oh, what about this manga's generic? man man boom boy do i know how to call it if anybody (laughs) can identify a generic man 
It's this generic it's, man. It's this guy. <laughs> yeah, and then there's just no substance to this character. Yeah. No, he's he got fangs. He's got ADD. That's it. Oh, yeah. It's a great portrayal of the ADD. <laughs> there you go. That's a positive. But is he like also like secretly intelligent? Because like when they get to the like the high school, okay, and he is like they're looking for like their names like on the entrance board, and like don't they usually list that shit order of academics? And Sakura is like number fourteen or something, and I'm like, what the fuck? He hasn't gotten any head trauma from rugby yet. Yes, this is one of the few series where I actually think they should have had an exam arc. Yep. <laughs> because <laughs> like yeah usually these schools are like famously i mean according to the manga i've read kind of difficult to get into yeah and it's like a private school that is true actually how the fuck did he have his open choice for i guess that's how they explain how he could get into literally any high school he wanted by being yeah. 14th in his class yeah it's weird i didn't even think about that you you can really tell we really want to uh take out our fangs you could say to hey. get rip into the series yeah. because we can't even break away from the character section there's one character i really want to talk about but generic yeah. man is our guest i'm going to give you the honor of discussing sora probably by far the best character in the series i am actually going to softly disagree with that but i uh you can fuck off then oh <laughs> no i get no, it no no please tell us why did you why was sora you didn't think we was worth the hype the racism yeah i didn't realize he was <laughs> racist at the time yeah. Here's the thing. Sora in the first couple chapters. Yeah, in the last volume, he falls off. When he joins the rugby team, he just stops being interesting. That and also, so, okay, like, Sora is, like, super supportive, like, you know, to the point where it's like, okay, what do you do outside of, like, supporting your friend? And then it's like, oh, you're a filthy gamer. Got it. Great. And then you disappear for a while, and then you, like, return randomly to help this manager that you ha maybe have a crush on, and then you join the team. And also your name does not fit in with the theme naming that's going on with the rest of the team, so this feels like a very, like, last-minute change to your purpose in the story, so. Is there a theme naming? So, like, all of the characters have, like, animal names, or at least the ones that I can recall, except for Yukito, and that's that's the weird one, because, so, okay, Sakura Shishigaya. Sakura is a flower. The Shishi part is, like, a lion, but specifically, like, a Chinese, like, guardian lion. Sora's name means, like, Misty Sky, unless there's a kanji thing that I'm missing. Yukito, his name is not anything, but it means, like, snow, and then his dad, Onatora, Tora is tiger, and that's why Yukito has, like, those, uh, death the kid like white stripes in his hair that makes sense hmm. yeah like the supporting characters like the captain kujira he or kujirai that's a whale <laughs> the kicker that they get eventually that's an alligator uh because it has like wani or something in it that's really interesting hmm. well yeah and you can tell too because like for some of the panels the author like actually draws the animals like in the background like as like a repeating pattern for them oh that's cool yeah but yeah, Sora, do we have anything else to discuss? I don't think so. He's just kind of a bro. He's just like, how do I help my idiot son? Yes. Yeah. I do still love that bat that urinal scene where he tells uh, Yukito, he's like, stop being a dick to Sakura, man. Like, what the fuck? He seems a lot more passive than I remembered. I do. I was like, I thought this was a really important scene. Yeah. Yeah, no. Oh, well, but he still definitely at least has some depth where he actually cares the thing is he is the character that gets the most change and i think that's why he sticks in your mind as like the best character because he has a point a to point b that like makes sense yeah i think he, we had that idea just because he was a chill dude in yeah. the first yeah. couple chapters because it definitely has nothing to do with how he turned out as soon as he joined the rugby team he becomes a much less interesting character yeah maybe we should uh 
change the name. No, it's fine. He's still much <laughs> better than the other characters. So why don't we talk about uh, Sakura's, the guy Sakura has a crush on, <laughs> Yukito. Oh, God. He's Mr. Badass Rugby Man. He doesn't want this manga bullshit. He sees it from a mile away, which I'll talk about where I think that would have been a cool angle if he was just trying to avoid like shonen sport bullshit, like as like kind of a theme of the series. And I just I do love how he just completely bamboozled Sakura in such like a fucking great way. It seemed like the most logical like conclusion to that story as well. Like it, it was amazing. A tier for that. Yeah, that was a good move. (laughs) <laughs> the first two chapters, honestly, I could have seen the series not being a flop. Yeah, you know? or at the very least, like, I could have seen it improve from there. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're great. They're definitely not great. I could have seen it being a flop instead of a certified flop. No, I remember reading it uh, last night and thinking, wow, these first couple chapters are better than I remember it. Weird. It's amazing how the bar was lowered. Oh, God. Oh, God, the bar is just dropped down. But you know who's picking up that bar is Mr. Beast. Generic Man, mind telling us about the last character? Mr. Beast, the current Mr. Beast, uh, is on YouTube, and he has like 500 trillion subscribers. (laughs) God, imagine if we had Mr. Beast on as a guest on this. (laughs) Yeah, what if? Yeah, I mean, we were going to have him on for a later episode. If only we got him on for this one, that would have been smarter. Damn. But yes, he uh, he likes to be naked and he is the team captain and he is actually my soft pitch for the best character. Interesting. Like in the series, because he does. Well, we'll talk about in the what I think it did well section. He does like some of the only things that stick in my mind where like it felt like there was a proper setup and payoff. But there was also like a moment where um, that seemed like a bullshit. I disagree, but I'll get into it and why it failed. Good transition into that topic. Jordan, kick things off, though. So why do you think the series failed? So we've talked a little while uh, recently about how uh, one of the things that flop manga do is they do this thing where the main character is like this underdog and then he joins like this team. He, he finds this big brother figure who just like sees something in him that nobody else does and then like slowly wins over the rest of the team. And that is literally what happens in Beast Children. Uh, Shin is so supportive of Sakura when he has no reason to be like Yukito yeah sent him a letter that he thought Sakura had promised but it's like the depths to which Shin goes to for Sakura is insane like the the, honestly the justification is that uh Shin just uh has a crush on him (laughs) oh yeah no absolutely that's that's honestly the only justification for how Shin is acting right yeah this series honestly should have just been gayer this is not the negative, but the series has such gay energy. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan's really like, I'm not saying the gay su- uh, subtext is a negative. I'm just mentioning it in the negative section. Because we were talking about it. You know. I know what you mean. I also think that this is uh, something that happens a lot in here where it's like everybody just like loves Sakura like way too fucking fast. He's like their pet. Yeah, he's like the mascot. But like, yeah. <laughs> If I was a member of the Beast Children, I would be extremely offended that this... Who the fuck is this kid showing up? No, agree. Yeah, some actual player of the team got kicked off the active roster because of this asshole. Well, but it's also like he shows up and he's calling their coach, who he didn't really know, his master. Excuse me, this coach was very important to me and he died Yep. Yeah, Yukito is completely <laughs> justified in thinking Sakura is a piece of shit for saying that. Yeah. This is fucking dad. Why are you calling my dad your master? You met him for 10 minutes. Yep. 
Yeah, you met him for 10 minutes. You don't fucking know him. You don't know who this guy is. He was very important to us. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, there's a point where they dig out, like, uh, the old uh, jackets that, like, mm-hmm. Mr. Beast uh, bought for them. And he gets the fucking captain's jacket. He gives that fucking Mr. Beast jacket and he just wears it. And it's like, dude, what the fuck? I would be so annoyed. You have not earned a single thing. You were in one game and you scored one point. Yeah, it's really rough, too, because it's like this isn't even the kind of underdog story where the, like the team are underdogs. Like they're like top four, or top eight in the rugby league, too. So it's just like there's like no room for this kid in there. I like how they just completely suck as a team until Shin go- shows up and they're like, all right, cool. Now we can actually play. Yeah. Like, really, guys? You can't do anything without yeah. him? What's going to happen in like a year when he go- when he leaves school, man? What are you guys going to do? I-, I think, though, also uh, something we haven't brought up, which I'm surprised we haven't mentioned yet. This art is really bad. Oh, so bad. Yeah. Like, this is very low hanging. Everyone reading this series can tell this is bad. Proportions are terrible. Angles are terrible. There's a sense of energy and weight that is completely missing in most scenes. The mouths, sometimes it legitimately just looks like characters have like a line drawn on the on their cheeks. And like it takes you a second to realize, oh, that's their mouth. Yeah, it's some real Jujutsu Kaisen shit where you just have the mouth like just showing up on the on the side there to shit talk you. And it's like, what the fuck? Some fucking Dominic Deegan ass shit. Mm-hmm. This series definitely is one of the worst drawn things, even to this day, that we have read. Looks better than Build King, I will say. <laughs> it looks better than Zahn. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. The, the main thing saving this series is that we've just read way worse since yeah. we covered it. That's it. <laughs> this is still bad. Yeah. It makes rugby boring. It does. It does such a horrible job explaining rugby. Yeah. I still don't understand shit about rugby after reading this twice. I also like the actual matches are so hard to follow. Oh, my God. The biggest thing about the like rugby game, because I know nothing about, you know, my introduction to rugby is probably learning the term scrum from Danganronpa. So we already know (laughs) we're off to a great start. And so just the fact that like, you know, all these terms are are thrown out and like there's these very half assed like explanations for them. And not only like are they half assed, like the author like just spends all of their effort to like draw like the worst things. There's this panel that sticks out like in my mind. It's it's not the awful art panel that i shared in the group chat it was the one that's like very blatantly trying to do like senna in like i shield 21 with the with the sprint tackle thing and i'm like sir i don't know anything about this field arrangement right now i need to know something about like what's going on other than you trying to sell your protagonist to me like i don't know this sport like at all i don't know what a try is i don't know why they're all huddled together like right now and that is like the core like part of rugby and I'm just like, why is nobody like running around them right now? There was a point when Shin shows up. They're like, Shin, we're 30 points behind. Don't worry, we can <laughs> score the tries. And I'm like, you have to score 30 tries or something. And it wasn't until like over halfway through the manga that somebody says a try is five points. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I wish you would have told me that earlier. Yep. Also, maybe you could have done it in the uh, shitload of text boxes that you have. 
God, there was so much fucking text. Why? There's so much text, and a lot of it is over those gray gradient panels where nothing is drawn. Mm-hmm. There's so many panels where the author is clearly trying to avoid drawing what is going on. And it's just looks like shit. It does. It really does. No, and, and you know, there's that, uh, I made fun of it in the last episode, we made fun of it with the, uh, with the cover art. There's that fucking JPEG of a rugby ball. Which is also the cover art. <laughs> which is the cover art. I did notice the author uses just a completely out of place image of a rugby ball. And I, at this point, reading through it, I realized, oh, it does show up in a few more angles than I thought. But sometimes it really <laughs> doesn't. Sometimes it's nope. just the same ass fucking angle three times on the same page. Even those ones that you think are different are just like the author tried using like skew or something in shop. Like I refuse to believe. Yeah. I legit think he has like an illustrator document or even just maybe he's got a 3D model. I don't know. It doesn't even look good enough to be a 3D model. It just looks bad. It looks completely out of place. Every single time it shows up, it's like the first thing I notice on a panel and it pulls me away from everything else that's supposed to happen. Like, dude, if you had just drawn like a vague egg shaped ball, it would be better. Yeah. I also feel like this series, like they spent like seven chapters on that sevens match. Mm -hmm. That's a half the series is one fucking rugby match. Yeah. And I was just like, and again, so fucking boring. All right. We we need to get into where it did well. Actually, I want to say and why it failed for a hot second. Let's keep going. There's a lot of reasons why this failed, David. There's a lot to talk about. here. All right. Fine, fine, fine. I've just been staring like, you know, at daggers at this. Sakura makes no sense. How does he know so little about the rules? Yeah. Not only does Sakura fucking suck with knowing about rugby. So I feel like the general meme with like a lot of failed protagonists on this podcast is like, you know, he's such a good boy. He's such a nice boy. Well, Sakura, he's such an inspirational boy overcoming like all the obstacles right now. He's so brave. He is strong and brave. No, stunning and brave. That's the phrase. But also, like, like how little did Sakura, you know, like, plan out, like, his rugby career? Because essentially, like, in middle school, there was no opportunities for him to play besides being the solo, like, kid who was, like, you know, tagged along with the soccer club. But it's like, he did no scouting on his own for where he was going to go to for high school. And it would have made a lot of sense with him, like, you know, being that school on his own because that's where his supposed, like, you know, master taught at. Because rugby is not... A huge sport in Japan. Like, I'm certain it has some degree of notoriety. But they say it's the third largest thing after the Olympics in the World Cup. I was looking things up and I and I have to cast my doubt on that. <laughs> <laughs> you got to notice, like, his middle school doesn't even have a rugby team. Exactly. And so it's just they have like, a soccer team. They have a soccer team. Well, soccer is like the biggest sport in the whole world, you know, like. Olympics and FIFA is top two. That's a no brainer for me. But like the fact that his idol, who's this big star in rugby, is also a high school gym teacher like that does not track super well for like how big that you were placing this sport. It's like having LeBron James teach high school basketball in his free time. (laughs) Yeah time in this series continually is confusing. Oh shit, I actually looked it up and it does say the Rugby World Cup is actually the third largest sports event in the world. Damn. Like, I just, I didn't even put rugby and it said third largest sports event and Rugby World Cup came up. Take that generic, man. I am a clown. I must die now. R.I.P. Another thing with that, like, the time is continually confusing because it's like, 
wait a minute, how long ago did Mr. Beast die? Was it just two years? So that means that Sakura has been interested in rugby for honestly not that long, for only like a couple years, because I think that everybody who's a third year now was kind of a first year when he died. But you get this sense that like it was longer than that. I don't know. I honestly have zero idea about the timeline because I thought he died when he was like a kid, but it sounds like he died weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, it's very strange, especially because, as we mentioned, Sakura doesn't know shit about rugby. Like they have nope. to explain to him that you kick in rugby. I was going to say that's actually a plot hole, too, because Sakura mentions. Yeah earlier in the series like i was doing a fast like like scroll before we started this episode so it's like one of the big plot points it contradicts its own like earlier established characterization of sakura so it's like like while they're trying to recruit the kicker sakura talks to him about this awesome kick he saw mr beast do one time and it's like why did anybody have to explain to you that kicking's important what all right but but for the second time no, we do because need to we on. need to talk about the final <laughs> the final section david the the final fucking we have to do it real fast don't worry all right so real fast jordan you've got one last point then let's move on so it's very clear the author either knew the series was ending or something or like just had nothing else because after they do that one match that one sevens match against uh Ryusei, the other school they have this really shitty fucking training arc it's summer break and Sora's bored so he joins up with the training camp and that sucks and that's like it's just really fucking lame throughout this whole series we don't learn anything about like any of the other fucking characters on the rugby team yeah I'm gonna get into a where it could have gone because I think there was a way they could have fixed it let's go to why it did well I guess so generic man, though, what would you say are some actual positives, uh, especially come from you? Because you didn't really like Sora, which was the first note I had. I only softly disagreed that he is the best character. It was just the timing and placement of him. I liked Kujirai slightly more, I think, because we talked about like where his faults were with putting so much emphasis on Sakura. With me, I think the point that first, like, you know, we make fun of the naked body, but hey, at least it's an establishing character moment that you do remember. I actually don't have an issue with that aspect. I do love when he's like, hey, <laughs> that is one of my favorite moments in the series there where uh, Sakura's like, why were you late? And he's like, oh, I had to take a massive shit. You know? <laughs> take a huge dump. Exactly. He is very well defined. The other moment that I like is actually during the sevens game when Sakura gets hurt. And it's one of those like really basic, like obvious things where it's like, yeah, that makes sense. But, you know, from the perspective of like, OK, this is a captain who's trying to make, you know, the new scrappy kid like feel like welcomed into the group. I think the payoff of saying like, actually, yes, I can compete because I signed up the whole team for the sporting event because we are all like, you know, your allies, your companions and whatever in it. And I just felt like, OK, that's kind of like nice as like a you know a set off and like a moment that could like you know make for a better story going forward but again we spend so much time talking about how special that sakura is that it doesn't feel like as nice as it could have but it did make me like the captain more uh, you know I, I think that's a fair point you also you get you understand why people loved mr beast you know yeah yeah Daddy Beast, I mean, let's suppose to the second Mr. Beast. He's dad. He is. He is actually kind of daddy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> daddy, daddy, do. Oh, that stretching scenery is stretching soccer out. Oh, my God. They Perfectly normal heterosexuality. Borderline yaoi. I mean, <laughs> if you read this as like a kid discovering his own sexuality, there's an aspect of this that's like eh, kind of interesting. You could say that about a lot of things, though. I do wonder yeah. what is the gayest thing that's ever been published in Shonen Jump. 
JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, David. Oh, that transcends sexuality. It's also the gayest thing ever. <laughs> part seven is super gay. That is fair. Oh, as opposed to part one. No. Oh, I mean, part seven was in Rocky, so I'm just going to have fun with how gay this is. <laughs> Brilliant idea to associate cowboys with homosexuality. Uh, never been done before. I also want to say that there was one moment that I actually liked where after the sevens match and they lose, mm-hmm. they actually just kind of talk with their opponents like people. One guy is like, oh, man, I have contacts that don't work so well. What's up with the goggles? I liked that. That's really good. Yeah. I wanted to see that. These actually feel like people are not rugby robots. So that just stood out to me as a very cute moment. I liked that because it was like, yeah, you know, they had this tough match, but I mean, it's a sport. Yeah, that's probably a conversation the author had after a match at some point. Yeah, you do get the sense that at least the author really does love rugby. Oh, he absolutely loves this is not fake. He loves rugby. I think they're an example of somebody who like, you know, genuinely like believes like, you know, in what they're doing. You also get the sense that since the author is so interested in rugby and probably so absorbed in it, he doesn't realize how little other people know about rugby. Mm hmm. Which is what maybe why he doesn't explain it. But like there's something charming, like genuinely charming about how much he loves rugby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Does anyone have any other positives or shall we go into where could have gone? I think that's it. All right, cool. Then let's move on. Jack man, I know you've been hinting some ideas, but really, what would you have done to have really reworked the series? Well, OK, so first of all, I just kind of want to point out how um, you have fuck it, make it Ice Shield 21 rugby version in your list of ideas here. I am genuinely shocked, like from the first episode. OK, you hadn't read it yet, but now you have read Haikyuu. And to me, Haikyuu is the very obvious. There's a lot of things about Haikyuu this series kind of rips off as well. It's very much like reverse Haikyuu, especially in its uh, pilot chapter where it's like Haikyuu is about two boys from two separate middle schools who wind up going to the same high school and having to work together versus this one where it's like two guys who go to the same middle school and go to same high school or different high school. Yeah. And isn't also Haikyuu that the main character is physically smaller than average for the sport, too? Yeah. I remember when we read Haikyuu, didn't we at one point say, wait a minute, wait a fucking minute. Yeah. This is Beast Children. What the fuck? <laughs> And then, and then the funniest like divergence though is that Sakura idolizes you know a big strong manly man, and Hinata from Haikyuu is like you know really inspired by somebody who is also small, which is much better writing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it's just really funny to me. But okay, like let's say that the author did like you know read Haikyuu and was like, okay, well I want to do Haikyuu but in reverse. Then I think in order to make the sting of like Yukito, you know, um, essentially sending Sakura to the wrong school, because I understand why Yukito, if he's playing rugby but also wants to differentiate differentiate himself from his dad, like I would understand why he would go to a different school. I think if we were trying to go the route of like you know making them more emotionally invested in each other like have you guys seen remember titans yeah yeah i have so like you know sakura you know goes you know sees the rugby game gets inspired starts like watching his idol like do the high school coaching and then it's like yukito is there on the sidelines as well and they're there for like elementary slash middle school so there's like time to invest that oh they've become kind of friends like over the years with each other and then that way it's kind of like a stronger like emotional betrayal where you're kind of like invested with oh yukito kind of fucked over sakura like he totally led him on by like you know changing his plans without telling him yeah also uh I will say um, the whole thing with like, wow, uh, Hinata likes a guy who's like him. I think that's because Hinata idolizes that guy. Mm -hmm. Sakura has a huge crush. Yes. Yeah. 
on Mr. Feast. There's a little bit of a difference. Soccer is experiencing his sexual awakening from this man. I really do think that would have been fun. It's just like, let's make this a super, super yaoi. Let's make this explicitly gay. Yeah. Instead of queer baiting, basically. I just imagine if like Sora was the protagonist and it's all about how do I help my really weird friend and his <laughs> sexual awakening through rugby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Sakura, even people who want to play rugby aren't this obsessed with like crashing into other boys <laughs> like you are. I right. I think there's something else there, man. It's OK, but I just think there's something else there. <laughs> Agreed. I'm trying to think like other things. I think like the last four chapters should have been like chapters like three through seven. That would have made sense. That's what I was saying. This is the one series where I think they actually should have had an exam arc. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, seriously, there is this huge jump where it's just like, well, soccer is here. Like, maybe Shin gets uh, the letter from Yukito saying he sees promise in Sora. Yep keep doing this saying that he sees promise in sakura and he's like oh well all right i don't really see it or anything and then he sees sakura training in this camp and he's like oh okay yeah all right he's a cute little twink i get it yeah Yeah. all right (laughs) yeah it really was just a very bizarre like choice to make sakura be like first string and it's so unfair to the other players yeah Yeah, and adding to that, it's like going back into my theory of like where it could have gone if Sakura had just been there for practices when like to watch, like he could have potentially had also a relationship with, you know, whale captain, you know, like when he's like a first or second year, essentially. So that's still like kind of like, you know, gives us the knowledge of like why he's emotionally invested in like, you know, Sakura's development as well. Like it just would have eased over a lot of the like, wait, what kind of like moments. In general, I would have liked to have seen more pushback to Sakura Mm -hmm. because it really just comes off as the idea that he's not overcoming anything. Yeah. Uh, On that note, one idea I had, uh, it was kind of as a joke, but maybe it would have been interesting, is what if the series was about traumatic sports injuries and Sakura plays his first game, but he's so inexperienced, he gets like, he gets a very severe head injury and like has to go through rehab. And that's how they have to re-explain everything about rugby to him because he's forgotten a lot of it. And like actually seriously (laughs) talk about how rugby will fuck your brain up if you get hit too many times. They just talk about how it hurts. Rugby doesn't just hurt. This is a manga about concussions and the impact. It fucks you up. The setup to Ichinose family's deadly sins is what it sounds like. (laughs) Yes, there you go. I also feel like I kind of would have liked them to at least talk about how it's like, all right, well, we're working really hard on rugby. And then what happens after we graduate? Are we going to go to school for it? it maybe I mean, they didn't like, talk about anything that's not rugby at all. We don't even see his family, which is usually a good barometer if the series is read well, is does the protagonist's family ever show up? Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely I haven't finished Haikyuu, but I definitely got the vibe that like that series also talks about it a lot. But, you know, that's whatever. I think you could have also done something with like the sevens versus the 15. I was going like, to say this. That was one of my notes is just make this only sevens to start. Exactly. Like, I remember your previous guest talking about, like, you know, there's a seasonal distinction in that. I think at the very least, you could have, like, not only had, like, I was about to call him Hinata, Sakura, you know, being, feeling like he's stuck on the sevens, you know, like, you know, make it a hierarchy thing where he feels like, you know, technically he's still doing really good work, but, like, he wants to be on the 15s. He wants to be in the eight spot. Junior varsity versus varsity. Exactly. I also just want to say a big shout out to Dan Picora, our original guest on this show. Thank you so much for doing mm-hmm. yeah. this and dropping all that awesome rugby knowledge. I, sorry, I just realized I hadn't given him a big shout out yet. 
I learned a lot from him, unlike from this manga. Yes, exactly. I also, uh, I really would have liked them to have more matches in the sevens instead of going up against the super team right there, knocking them out. Such a stupid idea. Such a dumb idea. And then it's like, they're they're like, oh, the other team's got to go have new matches right now. And they're all tired. Like, wow, that sounds like it could have been dramatic if you had this team doing that and we followed it. Shame that we don't. Yeah. And it's a shame, though, that we don't have more time to talk about ideas, but we do have to get into miscellaneous thoughts. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kicking things off with some notes from the wonderful Maxi B, who says, this is like one of three rugby comics Weekly Shonen Chump has ever had. <laughs> this is great. Yeah. The first one was Scrum, which lasted for one volume. No Side, which lasted for two volumes. And Beast Children, which lasted for three volumes. Yep. So we are looking forward to that four volume series we'll be covering sometime in the future. What's interesting is that Scrum and No Side both came out in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. And then, well, the World Cup. There was like over 20 years with no rugby. And then just suddenly out of nowhere, we had... Uh... This is not giving them a lot of confidence in another rugby series. No, they, I'm sure Shonen Jump was like, let's try it one more time. <laughs> no, damn. <we're> not. <laughs> well, and you can see why I was so doubtful about how big rugby could have been in, in, in the series, because like, you know, they'll write about anything. Yeah. Also, Max B actually has a note about Haikyuu, where after Beast Children's failure and the lack of any viable candidates meant that when Haikyuu ended the following year, we had a Shonen Jump without any sports series for the first time yeah. ever. Whoa. Which So that's over 50 years without an active sports manga being published in Shonen Jump. And I saw like somebody talk about it. It's like, well, we have Blue Box right now, but Blue Box is... That was me. Oh, that was you. Oh, oops. You want to talk shit about someone saying Blue Box is a sports manga. It is just not only about sports. No, it is, but I categorize it as romance first. It's just about a very silly sport that they knew couldn't carry the weight of a sports manga, which is... I guess. What is, oh shit, it's uh, the use of shuttlecock. Is it racquetball? Badminton. Badminton. Badminton cannot carry an entire sports manga. I mean, I don't know. Hikaru no Go managed to do it with Go. Yep. Yeah, and then Maxi B also says rugby's a good sport. Watch it, play it even. And rug- and for the record, Maxi B said they did used to play rugby. Wow. Hey. It was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, Maxi B's British. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. Look, as an American, we just don't have many opportunities to play rugby is basically it. And we inspire better manga. I think there's a reason why our brains defaulted to iShield. Yeah. For other reasons, yeah. But yeah, and then do you have any other miscellaneous thoughts? I don't know. I'm curious, like, if you had to pick a sport for a manga. Okay, so the perfect manga for basketball and American football have already been created. Oh, chess boxing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, actually, I I ironically think that an iShield 21 style sports manga about dodgeball would be super awesome. So imagine, like, Mm. all the types of throws and stuff would be metaphors. So, like, imagine, like, literally just drawing, like, military cannons representing, like, a team that collected all their balls and did, like, a salvo against the opposing team. I would be into that, yeah. I don't know anything about this sport, but I feel like water polo might be interesting. That sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely Yaoi B. Have you seen Free? Well, yeah, I was going to say Free. <laughs> I feel like all sports manga is Yaoi bait. A little bit. Yeah. It almost always requires like a large, like, you know, group of the same sex. I love how the series had the token female manager and then forgot about her. Yeah. Actually, ice hockey might be pretty cool. That was going to be my answer. Get like Gretzky. So I've held on to a concept for a very long time that was like ice hockey meets Kill Bill. And also it's pretty gay, like the further you get into it. So but I have no idea how to. What's it called? I don't know yet. I just know that because our main character is an edgelord, he has like a whole Grim Reaper motif. You can tell that this is from middle school. (laughs) (laughs) 
ice skater boys. It's called Super Happy Gilmore. Honestly, I'm just going to like steal the author from Ripborn. She did like a ice hockey like one shot called Hot, and I'm just going to steal that, I think. God. Hell well, there is yeah. Yuri on Ice if you need ice skating. That's super gay. Oh, I love Yuri on Ice. It's called ice skating. Should be called Yowie on Ice. Am I right? Ice skating. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Also, there was a lot of scenes where people are crying for no reason in the series. Did you guys notice that? Even in some of the volume covers are just crying. Yeah, I noticed that, too. It was just kind of like a, another like emotional failure on, on my part where like the author, like, you know, they're trying to play into the like the loss of this really inspiring figure. But, you know, because people who aren't Sakura only get to talk for so much time uh, because Sakura is the Poochie of his own series. <laughs> oh, I was about to make a Poochie reference. You son of a bitch. When <laughs> Sakura is not on screen. Yeah. <laughs> so I. I'm just kind of like, yeah, you're trying, but it's not it's not landing with me, dog. Sorry. No. All right. So shall we get a final verdict? Starting off with six for summer strong community. We have from Maxi B. No side for a decent debut. Portal Man. I wanted beast children. Not this or this manga doesn't have a goal. Lord Anubis sports manga are dead and jump slash American football is rugby uncultured swines. <laughs> Thor said not perfect, but Terasaka loves rugby. Yeah. Resident Warhammer nerd. Insert clip art of six word summary. <laughs> Charlie has a similar one, which was control plus C control plus V. Yep. Dude Rock said Sora is great. Rest is mid and real said has heart, but not much substance and I'll kick things off. So my first one was Sora is really the best part. But as we talked about, I was inspired to say rugby has tries this offer doesn't boom. Mm-hmm. Mine is Yowie rugby still in the closet. Yep. Generic man. How about yours? I had two. one that put as much effort into this series as the author did, which is why did we read this again? Because <laughs> we contractually had to. And then my real one that had effort was Short King Plays Sports. How novel. Hey, yeah. He's a pocket prince. (laughs) True. Oh, my. All right. And then so my recommendation is a sports manga kind of called Maid Skater that I found out about recently through this discord. And it is a manga about what if maids like house cleaning mates also (laughs) were professional skateboarders. Mm -hmm. It's literally just a manga that's an excuse to draw maids like doing kickflips and shit. Hey. That's cool. <laughs> and it's pretty fucking great from the first <laughs> chapter I read. There's only one chapter, but it's pretty awesome. Fair enough. Uh, how about you, George? Uh, this is unrelated to literally anything, but I've been reading a lot of Get a Robo. Get a Robo oh, that's is great. so fucking good. I love it. Give me all that mecha shit. I love it. The first two series are really like goofy, fun 70s manga. Mm-hmm. And then the third series, Get a Robo Go, is legitimately fantastic. Like the author took 15 years off, became a way better artist and writer and came back and delivered a really legitimately fantastic 90s mecha, mecha manga that that directly influences Gurren Lagann. Like you can see it as you're reading it and pretty sure it also influenced Ava. It's great. Yeah. That's awesome. And then how about you, Generic Man? So, I mean, my big one was Haikyuu for the similarities alone. For sure. I've been a filthy uh, Westaboo lately where I've been reading (laughs) uh, the Wolfman Perez run of Teen Titans, which is wonderful. Ooh, very good. And then actually last night before we recorded in my onslaught of not one shots, but like pilot chapters of other sports series just to see where this series could have had legs. I found one called All Out, which uh, ran for about eight years Mm -hmm. as an anime and is about rugby. And wouldn't you know it, the main character is a short king who... Who really wants to tackle <laughs> the three chapters that I read? I felt like I had a better understanding of like five people, which is amazing compared to this series. Four, Jesus, cheese. That's awesome. Also, I think as a group, we can all say read I Shall 21 if you want to see Japanese take on American football, and it's about as absurd as you expect. 
it's really good. And it's also by the crazy fever combination of the writer of Dr. Stone and the artist of One Punch Man. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a fucking great combination. It really is. Oh. Also, that American arc actually isn't as bad as I remembered it being when I reread it last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. And so I think we all say the certified flop. Yeah. Nowhere close to the worst thing we've ever read. It is no longer the worst thing we've ever read. Like It is not go to jail bad. And, you know, that's all you can ever ask for. It's not go to jail bad. And it's not Zon bad. And it's not like, like, we've just read worse. It doesn't have the worst art. It doesn't have the worst plot. It just has bad art and bad plot. Yeah, it actually didn't hold the title very long because we read SWAT two episodes or three episodes later. <laughs> It was just the first really shitty thing we read. It was the first certified flop we ever read. Yeah. It's the inventor of the certified flop. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Oh, and it'll always <laughs> be in our heart. But let's get into shout outs. Much like how Beast Children will always be in my heart. So is spending time with you, Generic Man. Do you mind telling the audience about all the awesome things you do? And thank you so much for joining us today. You know, I don't really have too much uh, to plug in right now. I just have to say uh, trans rights and uh, please help the community out a bit. Hell yeah. I am in a state not very friendly to LGBT. Oh, man. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. I'm sorry. Listen, man, if you mess with my trans homies, your pronouns are going to be was, were. Boom. Love I love that one. Oh, <laughs> uh, I love that joke. All right. Well, that's awesome. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for making the opening ending theme and being a great co-host and helping with the editing. Thank you so much, David. Thank you for your hard work and the stuff that you do on this podcast. Well, anytime, babe. Props to Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. Find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. And we actually were just on it recently talking about Chainsaw Man. Did Rem have a wrong opinion about the series? Yes, he did. But it'll be great to hear why he was wrong. Yeah. No, it's just kidding. And it, it wasn't the wrongest opinion he's had. No, he kind of liked it. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, shonenflop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcasts. Be sure if you're listening on YouTube, please subscribe. We're almost at a thousand and leave a comment. It's always great to see some comments on the episodes and come join us in the Shonen Flop Discord. Open to everyone, patron or not. You can hang out with us, talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. Also have a monthly movie night. Find a link to it in the show notes or on our site. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support. You also get a ton of awesome perks like exclusive content. Jordan, what are we dropping in May? All right. We are dropping the next episode of our coverage on Magu-chan, David. Yeah, we did. We are joined by Great Big Sword, a.k.a. the winner of episode of the year for 2021. So it was so awesome to have him back. Yeah, that was the Build King episode. We also did a chibi scoring where you can hear how right was my opinion and how wrong was Jordan's. No, I kid. It was a it was a tight one. So it was yeah. definitely a fun one to listen to. Uh, I've been too passively mean to Jordan in this episode. I yes, you have. Yeah, it's OK. Oh, I love you, Jordan. If you say so. All right. <laughs> you can even be listening to our recordings live or listen to the warm up audio. Find us at patreon.com slash shonen flop and generic man on that note. And thank you so much for being a patron as well. Thank you for being a friend. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Along with generic man, we have some wonderful patrons. Starting with our Chainsaw Man patrons, we have Dude Man Bro Guy. And if it weren't for electricity, we'd be watching television by candlelight, which is, I think, the first safe for work name that the patron has had in a while. Yeah. 
Moving on down to my favorite tier, the ravioli tier, where you get pictures of my adorable little pepperoni ravioli. How she she had so much fun yesterday that she passed out in front of our fan and just took a nap after hanging out, having Aww. so much fun at game night. She's a little puppuccino. We have Chris, Eva, Israfant, Josh Robinson, Karate Chopsticks, Rachel, my wonderful fiance. I hope you have a great trip. You are going to be gone for two weeks and I'm going to miss you every single day. Scarlett Mirmanen and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the king of the forest, we have 090Z, Albie, Shala Florine, Ego, Gabe Lando, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Kirby Mon, Marty, Max Baker, T, the Dungeon Master Next Door, The Real Jory, The Wolf, The Wood, and The Trafalgar. Thank you so much for listening in. And Tommy Boy. Thank you all to our wonderful patrons. And we also really appreciate our Galactic Ball Federation and our Beast Children, which, hey, that's what this is the name of one of our patron <laughs> tiers. We, I can't believe we went the song without noting that. <laughs> yeah. I also want to say, though, that Generic Man, thank you for joining as a member of our community. If you are listening in now, if you would like to be considered to be a guest on the show, we actually have a form that is in the episode description and on our site where you can just simply fill out a sheet and say, hey, I'd love to be a guest. This is what I want to talk about and show. Tell us about some cool things that you're working on. Um, But yeah. And then, Jordan, is there anything you want to add? Yeah, check out my podcast, Mission Ignition, where we cover a terrible series called Vampires that may or may not have Gary Oldman. It's Schrodinger's Oldman. Everyone is or isn't Gary Oldman, technically. Technically, uh, until you check. Yeah, check out my Instagram, Jordan Forbes Art. Still looking for a job. Definitely hire Jordan. He's great. I'm broke. All right, cool. Let's go to sign off. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Ginka and Gluna. Oh, that manga. Holy shit. This has uh, been this David. This Jordan. <laughs> and this has been Generic Man. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, flopper. Hey, yeah. 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 Yeah.